Hi, this is Brennan Davis from Bedrock Games and the Bedrock Blog, and today me and Adam are going to talk about the Babylon 5 episodes, Survivors, and By Any Means Necessary. This is the 11th and 12th uh, episodes of Season 1, um, so I guess we should we should head right into, into the topic, and uh, Adam, what are your feelings about these episodes? You're, you're sort of our guide in the world of Babylon 5, so I'm curious and, what your thoughts uh... are. My feeling, feeling as an expert, uh, I, I think these are pretty solid episodes. I mean, they're, you know, they're not fantastic. Interestingly, this is like the first week we've had where both episodes have been once not written by Straczynski. They're both guest writers. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think, uh, you know, they're, they're 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 decent placeholders. I feel like oh, I'll stick to survivors for now rather than kind of blur between the two. But survivors is a pretty pretty good fast paced episode. I feel like it moves. So you get a lot of a lot of insight into Garibaldi. And you get to see him interact with you know Jakar and Londo and so on. And I I'm not big on you know on Kemmer as a character. I feel like I don't know. It's just, it's just she her whole out to get Garibaldi thing never quite works for me that well, but on but the whole, I like again, or is this her only appearance in the series? I think this is her only appearance actually. Okay. I, I'm not, I'm not certain on that. I mean, it's been 15 years since I last watched it, so I could be okay. wrong, but yeah, I, but. I, 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 I think I like, um, by any means necessary more than survivors. Um, yeah. So yeah. I mean, they both. Neither episode was horrible. Neither ep- You know, I think. Uh, I think neither episode was is as good as some of the other ones that I really liked. But I. I did like by any means necessary and uh, survivors. It falls into this category that I'm automatically prejudiced against as a viewer, where mm-hmm. the one of the characters is accused of something they didn't do, and then they, yeah. And so it's sort of like the twenty four plots that you always get where suddenly like jack bauer is like you know mm-hmm. he's the one that's like on the run and he's gonna go around the system to prove it and i just i just don't like those kinds of episodes in general so i was already kind of prejudiced against it um yeah and there are a few that have been this way that have won me over but this one i was kind of like i don't know if i want to delve too deep into garibaldi's personal stuff um so that yeah was, I mean, the whole, I, I'm not a fan, you know, you, you bring up one plot line you're not a fan of, and I'm not, I'm never a fan of this character's an alcoholic, and, you know, every time there's a crisis, will he tip over and slip yeah. back into drinking? It's yeah. like, it's a, it's it's just a character trait. It's like, yeah, okay, okay. Well, it, it was the 90s, and I feel like we kind of got that plot a lot during the 90s in different, yeah. in different movies and shows, and... I don't know, to me, it's just uh, a little too easy. It, it's like, uh-huh. you know, and also, I don't, Garibaldi, he doesn't really see, like, number one, he's the head of security. And so I don't <laughs> feel like they should have the head of security. Be, you know what I mean? It just doesn't, it, I, I would think that they would do a more thorough check on, uh, unless, unless it's like intentional, like, hey, put Garibaldi there. Because, you know, he, <laughs> when, when, when things get stressful, he hits the bottle. And so... But yeah, but I yeah. I, uh, I I think that <clears throat> it feels a little bit difficult to swallow, um, and also I don't know I just uh, I think his personality 
I would have rather I, I would have rather they didn't go that direction with this character. Maybe maybe down the road I won't feel this way, but right now I'm sort of like I don't know if I how I feel about them sort of having him be an alcoholic. That uh, it 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 didn't really fit my perception of him somehow. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I I think to the show's credit, you know, I mean, because he he's already been established as being an alcoholic like on the show as far as you know he he's just always drinking water at the bar and that kind of thing but i think this is the uh, the only time on the show where he actually drinks you know okay. i don't think i don't think they ever again go to the well of oh garibaldi's on a bender okay. so okay. you know i feel like they've played this card it's not a great card but I, it's been played and we're done with it is what i think okay but, no, if, if, it's, if I'm spoiling any plots in the future by Garibaldi doesn't get drunk again, I apologize. But I think I'm doing you a favor. So. Now, I will <laughs> say some of the stuff I did like about this episode is how they lay the groundwork for the next episode. So in... Uh, yes, in, yes. In, so, so Garibaldi... So the basic premise is there's like an explosion and somebody gets jettisoned into space. I want to ask you about that because I was unclear on who that guy actually was. But... Um, but the but Garibaldi mentions right away. Well, the most likely thing is you know the crew's overworked. The you know we, 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 you know and and, and you, you get you get the impression that, that there are problems with the uh, uh, with with resources on the ship and how they are being allocated and how much pressure people on the uh, worker side of the crew are to perform, and that becomes very important next episode. And so, yeah, it, exactly. I, that that was something I really liked. I was glad the way we've, you know, watched these. We got these as a couple because they are they're you know a very loose two parter in a sense. But uh, I'm noticing that a lot too. I always feel like when we watch two, like I always feel like, oh wait, this ties in very nicely with the last episode. So is there always <laughs> a conscious effort on Babylon Five to kind of create that thread from one episode to the next? There is, yeah, because even when episodes are not written specifically by Straczynski, he always says to the writers, or he'll either add something himself or say, hey, you need to have this little thing happen in a scene here. So there is there is always, basically, every episode has something that has to do with the ongoing plot, even if it's impossible to tell at this point. You okay. know? <laughs> well, and even what I'm just appreciating about it, and, 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 and it's not just because it's like smart and clever and I feel like, oh, I, you know, I can see the connection. It's that it really, at, when the next episode began, I immediately understood everything yeah. because of that. They established that because that line Garibaldi had, I got it. And if that wasn't there, it would have been like, oh, I guess there's suddenly like a problem with the workers. Okay, you know, it, it, it just works better. So, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, it, it's not it's not just a link like, you know, in the early New Who episodes where they have a keyword through the whole season. You're like, yeah. bad wolf, bad yeah. wolf is in every episode. It's like, no, it's literally you're seeing, oh, man, the workers, the workers, dock workers on this show are having a rough time. And then you get an episode about the dock workers. Yeah, it's it's a it's a concrete connection, not just a clever writerly one. Yeah, but you know, it's not a, it's not an Easter egg. But yeah, um, let's see. Just uh, but yeah, the uh, the writer on Survivors, by the way, was uh, just like just to give his background. Uh, Mark Scott Zickfree. He uh, he he has he has a great background because he he wrote for the Super Friends, so he's got good credentials. Okay. And uh, he wrote wrote sixty three episodes of the Smurfs, so he really really paid his dues as a writer. So. 
But so, uh, <laughs> we'll have to go back and uh, and check out some of his Smurf episodes. Uh, I, I, not, I did I watch not, a Super Friends episode last night. Actually, <laughs> I don't remember squat about the Smurfs. The Smurfs are so that's good. Yeah, that's I, good. I I mean I remember watching them as a kid. I have no memory of of any of the plot lines except for you know I know Gargamel was always trying to eat them, but that's about it. Um, yeah, or kill no, them. I that's... don't know. Maybe he wasn't even trying to eat them. I don't even remember. I think he was trying to use them as an alchemical ingredient in a potion or something. But okay. I, I forget. Okay, but um, something weird. But but, uh, but you know what I liked about this episode too is uh, is the political stuff, the sort of, I, I, and again this does tie in with the next episode, but this sense that there's something going on on Earth, and it's and 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 Sinclair just kind of has to work with whatever is being sent his way. There there are things that yeah you know he you he would be taking different positions on a lot of things if he had total freedom to do so, but he doesn't, and I like that he doesn't have that freedom as a character there, there are limitations on on um on what he's allowed to do and and so so a lot of the interesting stuff that goes on at least so far in the plot for me is is watching him sort of navigate that and 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 try to uh you know try to work within the the political parameters that are being set for him so it's it's it feels very plausible you know it's like it, yeah uh, so so I, I quite like quite like that yeah, I know, you know, because like I said, I, I like the first season and a lot of people don't. A lot of people are like, you should just jump to the second season. I'm like, man, you, you're missing so much world building and getting a sense of how, you know, it's like if you just jump to the point where ooh, things really get exciting, it's like you it, it just doesn't doesn't have any of the same weight as watching all this stuff happen well and, and honestly, but, a lot of what i'm enjoying is the almost the lack of excitement in some ways the uh you know just, yeah you know like i like 2001 and movies like that i'm I, that's a film where there's there's very little excitement going on the excitement <laughs> is ooh, i'm in a spaceship and it's traveling from point a to point b and somehow it manages to be engaging because you're there it's giving you all these things to pay attention to and it feels like a real spaceship and I, you know, yeah. so, so I, it's not at that level. This is not 2001. I don't want to mislead people, but it's, <laughs> it's uh, it's, it's, the, but it's basic stuff that they're focusing on. Um, yeah. so just to get to the next episode where they, where it's about, uh, um, labor issues and, you know, the, in the next episode, it's, it's, it's about, a, um, uh, there's another explosion, I think. Except this time, it's 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 the result of faulty equipment, and uh, and somebody dies, and it's, and and then so there's this whole thing that uh, uh, like a, an illegal workers' strike, basically, where they all get the blue flu and, uh, yeah. and refuse to yeah. work. So, um... no, it's uh, it's yeah, I, I I by any means necessary is a good episode. It's like in the uh... You know, uh, Connolly, it's like in her very first scene, she's like really in his face. And it's like, I'm like, oh, man, it's like, but I, I really warm up to that character over the course of the episode. It's, yeah, yeah. Because uh, yeah. initially, I really did not like her. Like, I, yeah. I was like, oh, this character's way too abrasive and like. It, I, yeah. I can just sort of feel like the writer maybe putting their own views into the character's mouth or something like there was just too much of that. Um, yeah. But then I, I, like you, I sort of warmed up to her. Also, the situation was believable. It was, um, again, it was, you know, it's a plot line about funding for the, <laughs> the, 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 for, for, for the, the, the workers on the, uh, 
on Babylon 5 itself on, on but the also docks, yeah. but also like how the contracting was done and how like I guess you know they they basically did a few they 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 they, they went with a uh, contractor that, that that had a cheap bid and yeah. and they got what they paid for <laughs> and so and 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 now and now there's all these problems but but the the Senate isn't going to be sending them any more money. There's the, the political, the politics on Earth don't care about the daily dramas going on in Babylon Five, and so I find that that works really well because that's how it would happen. If you if you've ever been to an airport, you can yeah. This episode has has uh, it just feels real. It feels like stuff that happens in the real world. Um, yeah. Well, one thing I, I forget if it's been mentioned on the show so far, if it's something that gets mentioned later, is that this, you know, they've, they've brought up the fact how Babylon 5 is the fifth attempt at building this, you know, <laughs> and basically Babylon 4 was the really one where they went all out and they like put all this money into it. And when that just flat out disappeared, just totally disappeared. They Babylon five was their really cheap ass attempt, you know, okay. it's just like in, in absolutely no way as impressive as Babylon four. So, okay. you know, everything, everything was done on the cheap with this station. <laughs> but, but I think that's good. It gives it, it, yeah. it also helps explain a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, you know, like, mm-hmm. like why there is sort of this extensive criminal underground, in the in the you know the, the the budget is obviously strained now there's there's a lot of things i quite liked about this episode number one there was a boston reference which which i yeah appreciate. <laughs> um i also we also find out sinclair was educated by jesuits um yeah so, that was a nice little touch there well also his character immediately made a lot more sense to me when i learned <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah, i immediately I got who this character is all of a sudden, whereas before I was sort of like trying to place him and I was having some trouble and, and that, that clarified a lot. Um, so, so, and again, I think that's something where the show benefits from retaining features of the real world today and projecting them into the future. Um, but I also, I loved how it ended. I liked, uh, I, I liked his clever solution to the, I forget what it was called. The rush act. Is that what it was? The rush act. The rush act. So they yeah. send this guy, what's his name? Oren Zento. The guy Oren the Zento. And, yes. And he's trying to negotiate and 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 he's just kind of like a firebrand who, you know, isn't having any of the, <laughs> the workers uh uh you know uh, uh uh he's just not taking anything from them. And and that woman, I forget her name, the uh, uh Connolly? Connolly. She she was the uh like the advocate for the the workers on Babylon. Yeah, Bible. Naomi Connolly. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so they're basically in negotiations and they don't go well. And then he eventually, uh, enacts the rush act, but the rush act basically allows captain Sinclair to use any means he wants to enforce it. And so he decides to reallocate a million, I think like a million something credits. Yeah. Military budget to the, yeah. yeah. So, so number one, that's an interesting fix, but number two, I know that's going to have to lead to things in the future because you can't just yeah. take a million credits out of the military budget without there being consequences. So, yeah, they have, they have a conversation at the end. I think it's Senator Hitoshi who, I don't think I've ever mentioned him before, but I really like the character of Senator Hitoshi, just being the guy who's like in the Senate, he's just like, okay, I, I'd really like to help you here, but come on. <laughs> and, and, uh, 
but yeah, Senator Hitoshi just got, warns him at the end. It's like, yeah, you uh, that, that was very, very, very clever. But you're, you're, you're that's that's gonna come back to bite well, you, buddy. Well, not just the <laughs> not just the enemies though that he was talking about, but I mean like, oh I mean, yeah, the, you know that we've seen them use their military resources for threats on Babylon Five, and now the Captain Sinclair has just deducted a million something uh, <laughs> credits from it. So. I would imagine that that's going to put like, you know, it's funny because Garibaldi was the one of the first people to sort of chime in positively after that decision was made. But my thought was, won't Garibaldi be one of the first people affected by this, this budget cut? Because, like, yeah, like cause, cause the workers got their money. But now what about the, the, the well, I, don't know, I don't know if security would, because I mean, Maybe you know, I military mean, security budget? in the military might be, I don't know. It depends how their budget is mm. arranged, but you know, I don't know. Cause I mean, Garibaldi's more like the police. You know? Yeah. I, I assume so. that those two things were linked here, but I guess if he's not, he wouldn't be, uh, he wouldn't be affected by that decision. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah. tough to say. Yeah, they do at one point in the episode have a screen where early on they they, they basically like foreshadow the ending because uh, it's it's the point where Garibaldi's in his room where Jakar contacts him for the first time about the whole you know flower fight Londo and Jakar are having and it's what Sinclair's doing at the time. I kind of paused it at the screen. He's got the station military budget up and it's got all the military contractors listed in the amount they pay them mm-hmm. and and so it's uh you know they, they kind of brought that up but yeah we, i mean there's also the londo jakar plot in this too which uh if you remember i said to you uh back during the uh the episode uh parliament of dreams where we saw the religions you don't see anything about the narn religion at all and i was i think i said that yeah they said but there you are going to see more of the narn religion cut <laughs> pop up in its own episode i like so. that subplot i thought that was that was actually one of my favorite parts of the episode was the whole thing mm-hmm. between J- number one, Jakar was a little bit more sincere this time, and some of his like some of his yeah. petty concerns. It's I mean I feel like he might actually be a religious guy. I don't know because there was that sort of line in there about him just being concerned about appearances. But yeah, it comes I, from Londo though, yeah. so you don't know how how to take it. But I liked it. See, so it seems like they each have their own path. Like there are different pathways in their religion that maybe focus around prophets or something i don't know exactly what it is but they're they're mm-hmm. but and he has a particular path that he follows and i i found it it, it seemed like a uh, again it seemed like a fairly well-grounded religion to me it was it was interesting yeah. and and uh and i and i liked i liked sort of his you know just this desire for i forget what it was called the jaquan f or something was that the jaquan f yeah it's the flower yeah Yeah, he he wants his plant that's all he wants is a plant for his religious ceremony and and londo (laughs) and londo i'm I'm assuming londo you know acquired one knowing that something like this might happen down the road and so um yeah, very like, or he did just want it for what he said, which is the nice hallucinogenic effect you can get by mixing it with some booze and having a good trip. I don't know. I, I'd buy either possible. Okay. okay. But uh, <laughs> probably both, probably both simultaneously. But, uh... <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so that was, I thought that was, um, that was a really nice subplot. And, uh, yeah, I like, I like the conversation that, uh, Jaquan, uh, not Jaquan, Jakar, Jakar and the top have, uh, about religion too. That just added some nice, nice shading too. You know, that there's these, like I said, there's different prophets and, you know, they're not, 
it, it added a little complexity to their religion. And the fact that she is particularly religious anyway, it's uh, that that was that was pretty well done. Yeah. And um, yeah, but Oren Zento though, it's like he's one of those characters that is like really ridiculously over the top. But at the same time, you could totally see him being on like a cable show as like one of the Talking Heads guys. It's yeah. like just <laughs> it's, like, it's like it's sad, but it's like yeah, this guy is a cartoon villain, and I totally believe he's a realistic person. Well, yeah, uh, <laughs> he's he's one of those people that uh, well, especially when you're dealing with sound. I mean, there's like a lot of stuff going on politically on Earth, so. You, you, yeah. you imagine some colorful characters might get appointed to, to these kinds of positions. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So he might have been somebody that was appointed out of spite, like somebody who didn't like Babylon 5, uh, you know, is... Uh, is exactly. Making, you know, so, uh, and also his whole, I think his whole role in the government is to deal with, uh, with labor issues, right? Like he's basically, they send him to, to, I mean, this is not, this is not just Babylon five where this is happening. These are happening all over. Well, it's, that's, that's why they're, yeah, they bring that up. They're concerned about it. Cause they're like, man, if you let this get out of control, if we're going to have every, you know, we're going to have all our colonies all over the place are going to be exploding like this. So you've so, got to, yeah, you've got to so bottle the, this up. So does that mean the earth, I don't know if empire is the right word, but whatever they have, is that sort of starting to crumble that they're, they're, I don't know. It's, uh, I mean, that's, that's an interesting question at this point. I mean, I mean, well, technically earth is supposedly on the rise, you know, I mean, you might, you might want to equate it more to a situation like, you know, early 20th century earth where you've got, the early, early 20th century America where you've got, you know, industry is just booming everywhere and workers are being exploited. You've got all these union movements okay. cropping up. I think it might be more like that. But, okay. Okay, know, so it's, or, it's because we're expanding into space that the, the, this is creating the opportunities for these kinds of situations to arise more than more than uh, more than like we're reverting and we're and we're and we're tightening the budget. And so, yeah, okay, yeah, I and I feel like, and I, I feel like a lot of these companies are probably just, you know, because because everyone, is, you've got the whole home guard thing and paranoia about aliens. It's like we've got to expand and we've got to be strong, and you workers can't, you you workers can't be complaining now because we've got to be strong against the alien menaces out there. Okay. So okay, you know, take you. what we give you and shut up. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. I, that's my. I, I, I think my, my my only complaint about this episode. Is yeah, the the workers themselves seemed a little bit too like I usually <laughs> like this, but I felt like the guy what was his name the guy whose brother died, he Jeez, looked like I, I, he I looked like he, he looked like now. he was uh, auditioning for the Mario Brothers movie. Um, <laughs> you know I mean? there, there, there was just a little too little too worker look like you know like, like they, yeah they went they went very. Yeah, very, very workerly there with <laughs> yeah. these guys. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's definitely casting shorthand. Yeah. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I, I kind of liked it, actually. But I, I can I can understand people go rolling their eyes at it as well. But uh... <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so so I don't know. I, but I, I enjoyed the episode. And again, it's one of these things where we're getting to sort of see the you know, logistics and things like that being turned into plot elements. And so I, uh, yeah, you know, and, uh, and it was a good episode for Sinclair. He got, you know, he, he not only solved the, uh, um, 
the worker thing he solved the the jaquan f thing as well and so he did yeah i, I like that too because it was a moment where sinclair and jakar got kind of a conciliatory moment because they're usually almost always at odds on this show and it was just a moment it's like yeah I'm, you well, know and and, sinclair. and well and the thing is I, I i accidentally saw the uh first five minutes of the next episode i usually like you know just no, separate the them out episode? and uh and so i know things might not necessarily be going great for sinclair next episode so um so yeah i was... uh, i'm trying to remember what the next episode is here let's see uh, all, uh, I, all i remember is um oh okay yeah i know what it is yeah signs importance which is also the name of the season so yeah yeah but Oh yeah, what do you remember? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut oh, you. Oh no, just that. I mean, I mean, I only saw like the first five seconds of it, really. But it looks like he goes to the doctor, and he's like, "I got a problem of some kind," and and so, uh, huh. you know, so we know something's happening. Um, and I know that he leaves by the end of this season, so I'm wondering if that's where the if that seed <laughs> is being planted. Next. So this might have been like giving him the chance to kind of end end his his uh this part of the arc on like a real high note. And then, you know, my, my, this is my anticipation. I don't know if it's true. And then maybe we'll get into the, you know, into his exit. Uh, and then this, that is, so this big high note. Yeah. So I've been, cause I've been curious about that. Cause one of the things, one of the, you know, I'm it's, it's interesting cause people who, who came to the series when it was first airing must've had such a different experience of it, but I come in knowing about the cast changeover. So, that's yeah. sort of in my head as I'm watching it. I'm wondering, well, what's going to, you know, how are they going to deal with that? And I was, you know, cause I know it's not, they don't just brush it under the rug. They kind of, they kind of incorporate his departure into the, into the, they, plot, they right? do a very, very good job mm. of incorporating it. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, and you, you won't even realize till later how well they incorporated it. Okay. If it uh, it's yeah. It's not, yeah. I mean, there are, there are some points in the show where it was compromised by the, where the plot arc had to be compromised by real, real events, but Sinclair departing works fantastically for the show. I'll say that's something that doesn't mess anything up. And, and I also it's, have to say uh, he's, He's really won me over at this point. Like I've really warmed. Like it took yeah. me a long time because, like I said, I always say like, he looks like the poor man Scott Bakula to me, and he just kind of like this, <laughs> he's like, but he's like this shrub in my garden that I've grown accustomed to now. You know, it's just like this this thing that like uh, like I I don't know. I didn't know what to make of him when I first when I first encountered him because he kind he's got like a he's got really unusual demeanor. And I don't. Yeah, like, well, he's really uncomfortable a lot of the time. He yeah. feels he just feels, and it, it's like. And I, I, I actually, more than any time I've watched the show, I'm liking him a lot more because I'm just, I, I, you know, it's like I used to feel like he wasn't that good an actor before. Now, now I'm just reading a lot of it is he's just this really awkward kind of uncomfortable person. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm, I'm, you know, maybe it is bad acting and I'm being generous, but it, you can also just read it as that's just, yeah, he's just kind of weird. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, but but the, but that part of it is 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 what is working for me. Espe I don't know, especially exactly. when I'm, when I'm exactly. learning more about the Jesuit thing and just more I'm sort of getting his overall personality and and he's and he's not like it's funny cuz when I first saw him he was like this almost like a guy trying to act like a 1950s uh sci-fi hero do you know what i mean it's like, like yeah that kind of, like it like like jim carrey sort of pretending to be a guy from a 1950s <laughs> science fiction film, yeah right? and uh but but now I, it's like there's a little bit more to him it, it, it's and uh and he's got sort of this 
he's got like a compassionate center it seems but it's yeah. still it's it's still uh he's still military do you know what I mean he's still yeah and and and, and 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 so i'm just kind of warming up to the character and and so now I'm starting to be like, well, you know, I was look when I first started watching, I was like, when are we going to get to the next captain? Because I know that face, and and now I'm like, I want, I kind of want like a little bit longer with Sinclair. I'm not so eager to get rid of him. So yeah, well, we've still got a full half of the season left, but uh, it's going by the, fast but, though. It's going by very fast. I got it say. is going e- fast. Even though but... we're, we're doing only two episodes a week, I'm amazed at how quickly it's going. So I know, I know, but uh, the. With, with the with the Sinclair thing too, I mean, another another thing that's interesting about his character too is that, you know, he is he is just like he's a pilot who got you know who got this job because the Minbari insisted on it because they basically like the Minbari put like a, they they actually you know going back to the Babylon Five funding thing they actually pitched some money in for Babylon Five and said look we'll help pay for it but you have to make Sinclair the head of the station. So okay. it's like, so for him, it's just like, he's this pilot who's been given this weird job as like head of this ambassadorial station. It's like, how, how did I end up here doing this? Okay. So, okay, okay. Which gives his character a lot more sense. It's not like he's like, you know, part of the state department or something, you know, it's like, this is, it's just, it's just not, not his thing. <laughs> but the next guy is also a pilot, right? Or am I mistaken? The next guy will be a, a captain, yeah. And there's there's a there's good reasoning behind that too. But okay. uh, we'll get to that. We'll get to that soon enough. Right. But uh... <laughs> but yeah, no. But it's uh, uh, I'm I'm so so. What are we midway through the season? Is that where we are at this point? Uh, actually, we're a little bit past. It's is it 22 or 24? Let's see. It's uh, 22. So we have past the midway mark as oh. of this week. Yeah. Right. So we're one episode past halfway now. And, uh, oh, and Signs Importance is the episode you were mentioning to me that uh, yeah. to look out for. So, oh, we get Signs yeah. Importance and TKO. So I've been looking forward to this uh, particular this, combo. Um, yeah, yeah, this will be a good combo, definitely. There will be lots to talk right. about we, in the we, next we will, podcast. We will have to get Steve in on the TKO discussion. I think that is a, an essential that's, voice. That's that, a, that is essential. Yeah, we will. We will have a. Uh, a Steve appearance. I, I have to say, I was surprised by his reaction. I thought he was going to like Survivors better than by any means necessary, and he told me he preferred by any means necessary. And um, but it, then Nagrath was that, in that's, Survivors. That's what I thought. I was like Nagrath, and you get like this whole like you know the, the whole thing with Happy Days down in the uh, yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, it's like this like, I, seemed like all I, the I, stuff I'm that gonna... he liked, but I I, I think he just didn't. Uh, uh, he didn't like the way that the story was handled, or something. So see, I, I think I think in Steve's head, the way the episode went is when when Garibaldi like went down and talked to Negrath. They like became they became like partners, and together they like took down Earth Force single handedly, well, oh. double hand or however hand he handedly. But uh, they they yeah they just teamed up, and it became kind of a buddy cop <laughs> movie where they where they just they, they you know they they. This took down the whole government. Is, but, is, uh, is there Babylon Five fan fiction out there? Do people uh... there? There has to be. It is the <laughs> internet. I know. I'll go to Deviant Art and see what I can find. Okay. But because uh... <laughs> because a, a Lethal Weapon style. Uh, I mean, it's obviously impossible now. The guy that played Garibaldi is is not alive. But but uh, but that would, that would be an interesting <laughs> idea. 
Yeah, Babylon some of my 5 favorite fan fiction, fiction archive. Some of my the favorite... Babylon 5 fan fiction archive has over 1,650 stories. Hmm. So there you go. We I can mean, review all of them. I mean, it's not. It's that's not a bad angle for sci-fi, like Caves of Steel or um, or Blade Runner. Do you know what I mean? There's like that sort of, you know, detective cop. Sort oh of, yeah. you know, noir. But you yeah, well, that's what that's what into I... lethal weapon territory. Yeah, that that's what but, but that's what I do like about Survivors, though. I do like that it does have kind of a noirish vibe to it. You know, it's like with. With with Garibaldi bouncing around a bit, you know, trying to, you know, his his I like his talk with Londo and Jakar mm. that he goes through a lot, where they both have their kind of angles to helping him out mm. or not helping him out. Well, you know, they they both try to help him out in their own different way, and uh, yeah, I, there are there are things I like about that episode, even though we mainly picked on the things that were bad about it when we were talking about well, it. And I'll say I like I like Happy Days. I like the name of the Happy podcast. Days was good. Yeah, I like uh, and it's spelled with a Z, so Happy Z. Days. And I, I like uh, I, another thing I liked about this episode. It was actually a big relief uh, when uh, what's her name? Uh, Kemmer was that the woman's Kemmer? Yeah. yeah. When she shows up and and you can tell Garibaldi is uncomfortable at her presence. I was like, oh, here we go, another like you know love interest from the past. Yes. Yeah. And I was happy to learn that no, she wasn't a love interest. She was just the daughter of a good friend of his who had died. And she kind of blamed him for the death. And so, uh, you know, I liked that it was a... Because di- I really don't have that much of an interest in learning about Garibaldi's love life. He's like like one of those kinds of characters. You just don't want... You know, I don't want to know what's going on <laughs> in the bedroom with him. So, uh, so, so I thought that... Uh, that that was that was a relief to to to, to realize it because because it seemed like that's where they were going. It just seemed like okay, obviously yeah. there's a love interest, but it wasn't. Yeah, it really reads that way in the initial scene. Yeah, I just I I just kind of wish they'd found a better way to go with the camera character because I just didn't. I don't know. I mean, I I just never warmed up to her anyway or found her to be that interesting as a villain either it's just kind of like eh, i don't know okay. she, just, she just it just kind of felt like she had you know i mean you know she had a reason for going after him but it just didn't didn't play well for me well her personality was in she, she's kind of not she's not a very emotive character um yeah but she's carrying around this grudge so you kind of i sort of got what they were trying to do with her i think she was just sort of like a professional sort of security person so that's why she was acting the way she was but you as a result it was kind of hard to read what was yeah. going on with her um and so yeah so i uh, I, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to get you to wonder whether she was the one who was behind the framing mm. initially yeah oh, and that leads me to my question the guy who died at the beginning the guy who died in the explosion was he who was he because they they seemed to indicate that he was somebody of that had come up in the past um and I in the, uh, the guy who died in the they? explosion, and then, and then when he was in sick bay, he he finger pointed Garibaldi. He said it was a bomb, and he said it was put there by Garibaldi, and then he died. I and, don't think they they did. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he he uh, was. I, I don't I don't think it was someone they brought. It. They kind of what, are you referring to when they mentioned that they'd been trying to get him before because he was yeah. part of Home Guard. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they actually did. I, I would have been cool if it like it would have been cool if it was that guy. They you know, that guy they brought in in the earlier episode and then later got beat I, up by I the thought, aliens. I thought maybe it but, was him, but I couldn't tell because his face was so bloodied from the thing that I could. Yeah, it's well, like I couldn't even really see his face. 
And I didn't, yeah, I, I could have just gone back, I suppose, and checked, but I didn't, I was lazy. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe it was him and I'm wrong, and I, I just didn't recognize him because of the makeup. But I, I, I was thinking, I were thinking to myself, man, they should have gotten that same yeah. guy, and it would have been a nice nice link there. Because that's what I thought, I thought they were saying it was him, but it didn't really look like him in that scene, and I wasn't, I, you know, I was a little fuzzy on the details anyway, so. But if anybody who's listening knows, I would love to hear from people. I'm sure there's like a Babylon 5 fan that's that's figured out who this guy is. Um, oh yeah but I'd, oh, yeah. I'd like to know um and steve would like to know because he and i were talking about this last night so um, yeah i i you know i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and look at that that scene again okay. myself and be like is it that guy is it was, if I, we, was I wrong if we can solve that mystery that would that this is one of these things it's been it's been sort of i've been dealing with some other things that i have to watch and stuff for friday so i haven't i wasn't able to go back and check but it's been like in my head sort of running it through and trying to figure out who it was. Um, well, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm on the fan fiction archive, so maybe I can find the answer here. There might be like a whole, there might be a whole series of stories about this guy. Okay. He's got like, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so yeah, so I mean, I, I thought both episodes were fine. I preferred the second one, uh, episode 12, uh, by any means necessary. Uh, yeah, I didn't hate the first one. I just wasn't as, you know, I just, it, it's it so was, it's like so you said, formulaic. It's kind of like a fill-in sort of episode, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just, it just runs on so many different formulas. It's like it's. I, I think it was well made. I think it was like well directed and everything. But you know, like I said, you you brought up the the man accused of something where you know he didn't do it, and you're just running around waiting for him to. You know, and then I brought up the whole alcohol thing, and between those two, it was just like, ah, but, but I, 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 the fact that the fact that I like the episode at all says something good about it because it would be really easy to make an episode like that that I was just like, nope, this episode mm -hmm. sucks. And, and so. one of the, one of the other moments in that I did like is when Captain Sinclair sort of retook control from Kemmer because I feel like in a lot of shows that sort of just spirals out of control and then like Kemmer's in charge of everything. And, and yeah. I like that he kind of very quickly nipped it in the bud and was able to reestablish control of Babylon five. And so I thought, I thought yeah, that kind of there's, there's the a plot. back and forth. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it that, that's another thematic link between these two episodes too. They're both ones where, you know, there's, it's, Sinclair's kind of fighting to kind of keep, you know, to be the guy in charge. He's mm -hmm. getting a lot of pressure from Earth Force in both, both episodes. Yeah, a weird thing about this episode, I, I say the a weird thing about Survivors is like, it's about a presidential visit, but you like never see the president. I like that. I like that, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> I like it because on any TV show when the president shows up, they all they do uh -huh. that all the time. Because it's like the real world president, you know. What I mean, they're not going to be able to get Reagan or or Clinton or Bush or yeah. Obama. So so they either get the they either do the thing where you see the guy with the gray wig from behind, <laughs> or it's like a fake president. It's like not the real president who's currently president, but it feels really weird to to sort of yeah. say like, oh, this is nineteen ninety four and it's not Bill Clinton. So, you know, it's like uh, so so so, that, so they're approaching it as if it was actually a contemporary show shot at the time. That yeah. The on yeah, five so is taking I would. Place. I feel that's a that's I, a good angle. I feel I like the that. of the uh, of the office 
because I'm not getting to see the president. And so it's it's creating this. He's a much bigger character in my mind as a result because he's so that's he's true so important. That's he, true. He can't even show up on Babylon Five. They can't even the the writers of the show can't even get him <laughs> to to make an appearance. So. Yeah. Once again, I didn't say it's a bad thing. I said it's a weird thing. It just feels it feels odd to me that it's like you know, beginning of the episode starts. Ooh, the president's coming, and you know, you never you never quite get there. Yeah, because obviously they could have anybody they want play the president. I mean, like exactly easy as pie. So I think that's that's what's so great about it because it's exactly what would happen on like a regular TV show set in the present. You wouldn't see the president, you know. Uh, so, yeah, they could have had the first lady come on to like tell kids not to do drugs or that something. Have, that that would have been, been cool. Yeah, but again, but, this was the '90s, so we weren't. We were. Uh, well, we, were we had we up. had the alcohol thing. It's like she yeah. could have, you know, she could she could have at the end, you know, given given Garibaldi a stirring speech about alcoholism, <laughs> and that would have been fantastic. <laughs> but and yeah, no, it's uh, that is true. They did. Yeah, to, did they, they get they got Nancy Reagan on different strokes, didn't they? I think that's I, what I'm referring yeah, to. Okay. You, you, you caught my reference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I don't know if a president has ever appeared on a sitcom. Let me think. No, nothing's coming to mind. I mean, who knows? I'm sure I, I'll bet there's a sitcom that got like a clip of the president before the air. You know what I mean? Uh, like oh, the yeah. President in the office. Clips. But uh, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I, I'd be. I, but 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 generally, that's how it's done. You know, you don't see the president. So that totally worked for me. Um, yeah no I, I like that that you've you've made me really you know it's got it's, got, it's like i said it wasn't something i disliked just something i thought was odd but now it's something i actively like about the episode so yeah, thank you because because well, and i don't know maybe we'll, we'll see the president down the road and and this will demystify him a little bit but it's one of like like again you know you look at 24 you know one of the problems with a show like that is you you know you have to cast the president if they don't do a good job it can really yeah it can really now thankfully that was a show where they actually did do a good job they got they got the the all-state guy to be be president one year and they got you know but i think there were like one or two presidents on that show that you're like i don't know if i buy that guy as the president um so yeah the two best ones on that show were the all-state guy and the guy that was basically like Rich, the Richard Nixon stand-in. Uh, <laughs> the, 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 they were both excellent. In fact, my wife still calls the Allstate guy her president. Like that. Like whenever he comes on a commercial, it's like, oh, my president. So. Uh, oh, that's but, uh, great. But uh, yeah, I. Uh, no, as far as the uh, the president thing, yeah. So yeah, you've solved that. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know. I uh, I think I think one thing I've noticed about by any means necessary I have to comment on is like Jim Johnson, the director, really likes having these scenes where everybody is facing the camera. Like there's one scene where they're in the conference room and and Sinclair and uh, and Garibaldi are both looking at the camera and Connolly's in front of them, but she's facing the camera too, or they're face right in the camera. Okay. And then and then you then you have the scene too where. Jakar, or sorry, Jakar calls up a uh, Londo on his video phone, and and Londo Londo's standing behind the screen, and the screen is facing the camera, and they're having this conversation. It's like he's just got all these shots where everybody is like, you know, nobody's looking at each other. They're all just they're not looking at the camera, but they're all looking the direction of the camera. Okay, I didn't notice that. Just, I'll, just, I'll have to look for that next time. Next time, is that because they wanted 
good still shots for like TV guide and things like that. <laughs> it could it? be. They're they're artfully arranged. It's mm. like they're like, you know, the one the one with, with Connolly in the foreground. It's a very it's a very well composed shot. You know, it's like the bottom quarter of the screen is Connolly's head and then you've got Garibaldi and Sinclair arranged behind her and you know, in the background and it's like it's you know, they're, they're nice compositions. It's good directing. It just kind of struck me because it I came up a few times. I like when TV shows are shot almost like films are. What I don't mm-hmm. like is when they mix it up so that you, from one episode to the next, you get like totally different styles of, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, yeah. That kind of irritates me because I feel like, oh, I was, I was watching Walking Dead last week, but I guess this week I'm watching a whole different show now that's like all avant-garde and stuff like i don't like when they when they mix things up that much in terms of yeah i i get what you're saying there it's uh it's i don't know it's it's a it's a a risky thing to pull off like i said i you know this wasn't you know this wasn't like glaringly cinematic or anything it was just something i noticed as as someone that's watched the episode before i i just i just kind of picked up on it i was just like yeah that's a interesting interesting directing quirk but uh he's directed other episodes we've already watched maybe i have to I'll go do, back and see if yeah. he did it before i'm gonna start actually attention. he directed both of these episodes that's okay. what he did he, so yeah i'm gonna start uh, paying more attention to that but uh, <laughs> but we're coming up on the 45 minute mark so uh yeah we'll uh we'll end it here and uh we're gonna be back on on friday we'll be doing another martial arts movie and i think on um uh i, I guess we'll be back on with uh with, with babylon 5 and, and some, some classic doctor who as well and mm-hmm. until then we will talk to you later